Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Aces with love stop. Picked up by Gray. She can go coast to coast. There's three. There's two. She's going to launch from three. Chelsea Gray for three. The T.C. Martin Show. Jackie's got it. Ace has got numbers. Three on two. To Plum for three. KP, ring it up. Boom, shaka, waka, waka, boom. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. T.C. Martin. To Bay. She's open for three. She sees it. She's got the bucket. One, two, three times for Bay Bay. T.C. Martin. And you got that right. Money won't change it. Raquana. Bay Bay Williams. Boom. This is the greatest show. The ball is in the air. The Las Vegas Aces have won their very first WNBA championship. The doctor is now here. Mason. Back at it here on a Friday afternoon, live from Las Vegas. I am your host for this evening, Jose Volonte. You're tuned in to T.C. Martin Show here on KSHP Radio, 1400 AM, 107.1 on your FM dial, and of course, streaming worldwide at tcmartinshow.com. Joining me today here live from the Westgate Superbook in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is my co-host for the evening and a good friend of mine, our guy, C. Wynn. What's going on, my brother? How you doing today? Going good, Jose. Getting ready to roll into another weekend. It's Vegas. It's sports. It's more than that. It's entertainment. And it is steaming, bro. Steaming. Rolling down here, right? Oh, my God. In the whip. Tell me about it. As the youngsters call it. That's the whip. I was rolling down. Yeah. It is not chilly, my friend. It is absolutely desert-esque across the board. We're talking a hundred and teens, all right? We're talking Nick Nice, our producer. Nick Nice, Going out to see his son's baseball game and sizzling nonstop because it is damn hot. But you know what? Hey, it's Vegas, and it's July, so it's not a shocker. But still, it's uh, it is smacks in the face, my friend. It is absolutely steaming. But, uh, hey, let's get it rolling. We got uh, another big weekend and sports across the board. Yeah, our guy John Murray of the Vegas uh, Westgate Superbook here yeah. will be joining us at 2.30 around midway point of the first hour. We're going to get into a lot of gambling talk since we're at the sportsbook today when um, mm. TC taking the night off again on the road with the Aces, with what he's doing there. I wanted to talk some Aces with you right off the bat and get into it because not only is it local, but that's national news now, right? The Aces getting their 20th win on the season, continuing to stay hot there last night. Had to figure it out a little bit because it wasn't such an easy runaway game for them in the beginning. Didn't cover the spread, see when <laughs> 16 and a half was where the spread closed. Aces win by 16. What did you see from them last night? And can this team be stopped at all right now, my man? I saw Asia Wilson was a double-double machine again with the double-double action. I saw three of their top players uh, in that starting lineup go for 65 combined points in Seattle. And I saw them uh, knock out a W against a team that uh, they are absolutely superior to. Yes, this is a Aces team that is going to be very difficult for anybody. And I talked about this about a week and a half ago when you start to see things shaping up when it comes to the Aces and all things WNBA. It was perceived, right, going into the season that it was the first year of a super team existence, right, where you had Vegas and you had the New York Liberty, essentially, yeah, there's a couple other teams that are decent in the Mystics and, and Connecticut Sun. But 
there was this idea out there, right, that you're going to have New York, you're going to have Vegas. They're super teams. It looks like they could be, you know, on a collision course for a WNBA championship. Not the case anymore. Vegas is clearly the best team in the W, and they've proven it night in and night out. Yeah, have they had a couple of hiccups during the season? They have. No question. But uh, at this point, if they do not win a second straight WNBA title, it is going to be a massive disappointment here in Vegas. That's just the way it is. This team is absolutely loaded. They, uh, The chemistry and this team gelling together is unbelievable and is pretty much uh, impressive as all get out when you take a look at this team from, from that standpoint. And so uh, it was on display. Again, last night we saw that. Um, you guys talked about it yourself, and TC talked about this yesterday. Uh, our colleague, William Ramirez, was on our, another station talking about this because he actually talked to a, a prominent player from, yeah. the, from the WNBA during the All-Star break. And the player talked about how, well, you know, yeah, they're beatable and because they don't have any bench. And it's a, it's a completely preposterous take in that, you look at this bench, and you look at, you know, especially the, the top three players on the bench. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, actually, they're, uh, they're solid players, okay? So that, that notion that, uh, and look, I get it. You're a competitor. You're, you know, you're an opponent. You're trying to, uh, you know, kind of stir things up a little bit. Maybe talk a little smack. I get that, all right? But to say that you don't, they don't have any bench is kind of, is kind of laughable. It oh. really is. It's just laughable. So, uh and it was funny too because when you're talking to TC, you're you're, you're it's it's like you guys are trying. What is the weakness on this team? Exactly, right? that Where was like it? the thing. What is the weakness? You try to and find get, it, but you can't. And you you made a good point. I mean, you brought up something that I guess you could you could maybe nail down, right? Or maybe something that you could tweak a little bit. But the fact of the matter is, there really isn't a weakness on this team. It just there just isn't, and they are going to be far and away the favorite once the playoffs start in the WNBA to win the championship and most likely they're probably going to uh, they don't cut down the nets in the WNBA but they're probably going to be raising that trophy uh, come about a month and a half from now. You talk about excitement. I mean, if you guys can hear all the noise in the background, we got a poker tournament going on behind us yeah. right now. See when the sports book is going crazy. You got the Cardinals and the Cubs on TV. I'm guessing there's a lot of money because we got an individual in here that's just going nuts and yelling. But that's also something that's going on in Las Vegas right now, Chris. The fans of this team, of this Las Vegas Aces team, have grown, have respected, and are finally appreciating what this team is bringing to Las Vegas and what they've already brought. You see it all over social media. You see the fan support. I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day. She goes, would you go to an Aces game during the week? I say, I'd, I'd go to an Aces game no matter what day of the week it is because they sell out all the time. The excitement is good. The fans are there. And it's a great atmosphere no matter what. But going back to the team itself, I talked to TC last night about Candice, right? Candice is hurt. It's something right now where she's going to be out for a while. There's no timetable for her return. If I'm being honest with you, C-Win, I didn't see her do that much overall with this team. Now, she was a leader vocally in the locker room. We get that. But if we look at her on the court, we didn't see the Candace Parker that we've been used to in her career. Now, again, I get it. She's older now. Mm -hmm. This isn't her first or second year. She's at the end, tail end of her career. She's won championships. She's won MVP. She's done it all. We get that. She wasn't going to come here to be the same player that she was in her previous stops, correct? We know that. But how much are the Aces really going to miss her, though? 
like if we're being honest, they haven't really missed the beat with her out. There's been times where, yeah, there's lapses on the defensive end and things of that nature. But I think that Becky has done an amazing job shuffling that bench, using Kia Stokes off the bench as a starter now, and also bringing in Alicia Gray from time to time to start this season. I think she knows we have an all-around team. Therefore, that statement of this team is not fully built all the way through, they don't have a bench, they could possibly be beat in a playoff series, I highly disagree with that, C-Win, 100%. This team is built to win, and not only win now, win for a very, very long time. We are going to see quite possibly a dynasty. I don't see them not winning the title this year, Chris. They can beat anyone at any given time, especially if you're going to put them in a four or five game series, whatever it may be. I don't see this team losing at all whatsoever. Once again, it's your guy, Jose Volonte, coming to you live from the Westgate Superbook here in Las Vegas, sitting in with C. Wynn, our guy T.C. Martin, on the road right now. He'll be in Minnesota. That is when the Aces take on the Minnesota Lynx for their next game. Chris, how much coin have you made on the Aces this year? I've been pretty even. I mean, we're in a book. we got to talk. I, got, I have uh, no doubt. No doubt. And I, I'm someone who, who wagers on the Aces frequently. Okay. So, uh but pretty much, probably a little, little bit up when it comes to the Aces. The uh, Major League Baseball's kind of, kind of, uh, you know, kind of smacked me down a little bit this year. But that's okay. But uh, I mean, getting back to the Aces, though, I mean, you, you talked about it. Look, I, I, I mean, the bench is decent. Okay, they have, you know, you know, Alicia Clark is a solid player, right? Six points off the bench last night. Um, you know, George, decent. All right. Kristen Bell is a, a, a woman that can that can actually score some points. She can score some points. You know, she gets 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 rolling a little bit. And then, of course, Kia Stokes, right? Kia Stokes yeah. is one of the best backup centers in the league. So, yeah. yes, I mean, you, no, getting back to the point you're making regarding, uh, you know, Candace Parker. She's in, in her late 30s, okay? Yeah. Like, let, let's not, let's be real, okay? Like, she's not going to be out there. I look a lot, I look at the situation with her. And the Aces, a lot like I looked at the situation in Houston with the Rockets with Clyde Drexler. Okay. Very much the same kind of thing. Clyde, a little bit more impactful for those teams after he left Portland and went to Houston when they won those championships. Mm -hmm. But I kind of look at it like that. You brought up her leadership in the locker room. That's a big deal. Yeah. Okay, I think it's a big deal. A big enough deal where you need to have her around even when she's in injured, you know, where you don't want to kind of rock the boat as far as, that as far as this team's concerned. So... I mean, look, yeah, I mean, it's, is she monsterly impactful as far as on the court, as far as statistics anymore? No, she's not. But, again, this is a team that has other pieces that can, that can, that can fill that void, that can step it up. And so, therefore, that's why I think they're, I mean, they're going to be just fine. I think they're going to be just fine. And she's out now. They can still keep winning in the regular season, you know, Uh I mean, I'm, I'm of the opinion that they could still win in the postseason even without a Candace Parker maybe right, on the team. 100%. But that being said, you know, it's uh, she's been a good fit. I think she's been she's been uh, a contributor to this team, and uh, as as much a contributor as a 38 year old, uh, you know, older veteran can, can be in the WNBA. Just crazy to believe, Chris. Just throwing some numbers out there for you guys. The Aces are leading the league in scoring, 93.3 points per game. Fewest points allowed at 77.9 points per game. Blocks per game, 5.5. Field goal percentage, 50%. Points in the paint, 40.5%. Offensive and defensive rebound efficiency is just through the roof. I mean, where do you beat this team? Where and how do you find a way to beat this team? I just don't see it. 
20 and 2 on the season, four game winning streak right now after losing the last game to Dallas. I honestly feel that this road trip will be fine. I yeah. think that when we get back home to play Dallas, yes. that is going to be the game that everyone I think has already circled. I think the Aces respectfully. I'm not saying they look ahead, right? I think they focus on every single game that they have in front of them no matter what. But I think that game is the one they have circled, C-Win, because they only had okay. one loss going into that. Yeah. And the way they were playing, they hated the way that they lost in that one loss against, uh, I think it was Connecticut, right? It was, uh, yeah, it was, it was on the road against Connecticut. Connecticut the back-to-back the back that they had. Uh, in, in the, uh, well, it was, it was the last game of that, that, oh, the back that, to back. that uh, road trip. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, but no, but the, so absolutely, they're going to be a motivated. Look, it's a bounce-back game, yeah. right? Technically for them. That's the way they look at it. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, this is an Aces team that is loaded for bear, Jose. Make no mistake about it. How'd you only put 79 up against the Seattle Storm last night in Seattle, right? That's a, that's a low-scoring game for the Aces. But, uh, hey, it, uh, it's going to be a fun ride. Uh, defensively, it's a quality team, too, as well, right? They hold Jewel Lloyd to 12 points. The, the two leading scorers for Seattle last night yep. had 12 points each. I mean, that kind of that's, that's kind of a big deal also. And then you mentioned it at the top of this segment, bro. Here's the deal. They have Becky Hammond. She's yeah. the best coach in the WNBA already, and she's only coached like a year and a half, and she's already the best coach in the league. Um, you know, that's that's you talked about a dynasty thing. That's the thing that could maybe, I don't know if this is the right word to use, but derail a dynasty is if Becky ends up getting that opportunity in the NBA to be a coach in the next couple of years. Yeah. That, could, that could derail the whole dynasty thing because obviously that would change the dynamic big time. Here in Vegas, but that being said, I mean it's a yes, it is a team that is loaded for bear, and I think has every expectation to repeat going into going into uh, the playoffs this year. Jose Valente C win sitting in for TC Martin here live from the Westgate Superbook. One game going on right now in the MLB slate. Got the Cardinals taking on the Cubs. Wild game there. We got a lot more games on the slate tonight. I think the Cubs actually dead. just won it. Is it right? over now? I think they just won. Yeah, my, my, my yep. thing's taking forever here to load up. But look. I think it was 4-3 final. One more we thing. We got the big screens, Jose, up here. We got the big here. screens we up here. We got to get We're watching some open, the open championship, the obviously, going up on here right now. Well. Yeah. We yeah, have yeah. Uh, over across the pond, which is a little weird for us, right? Because we're here in Vegas on the West yeah. Coast. So you're talking about early morning golf yeah. across the board, and uh, it's a major. So all eyes will be on some of the top players, obviously, when it's a major, and uh, particularly when it's the British Open. And the Open Championship, you got players from both the Live Tour as well as the PGA Tour combined and playing there. So a lot of attention is across the pond on the Open Championship going down this weekend. Yeah, remember, if you guys miss any part of the show or any part of the previous shows, go to tcmartinshow.com under the podcast section. Also, check out the interview page and hear from our great guests. Go to the current and classic interview pages. Check us out anytime at tcmartinshow.com. I know you guys are used to having TC here on Fridays. Again, TC is on the road taking care of his job with the Aces covering that game coming up against the Lynx. You guys can hear him on ESPN Radio 1100 covering all the action there. He'll be back hopefully next Friday here, if not Monday through Friday, KSHP 1400 AM, 107.1 on the FM dial. You can find him in studio from 2 to 4 p.m. here on the West Coast. But, Chris, a lot going on in the world of baseball right now. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you about the American League. I wanted to jump right into it and go mm -hmm. through there because we'll have our guy John Murray on midway through the first hour yeah. so we can kind of trickle in with him and talk some baseball and some gambling talk as well with him on that. But 
Baltimore Orioles right now, one game lead in the American League East. Technically, we're talking about records, best team in baseball when it comes to the American League side, right? We know what the National League holds, Braves all the way, really hard to stop them right now. We'll get into that here later. But on the American League side, are you drinking the Kool-Aid when it comes to the Baltimore Orioles? Because a lot of us, at least myself, were on that bandwagon saying Tampa might be the team to beat. Tampa might run away with this division, even though the division might have three people in the playoffs, three teams in the playoffs, which is what it's looking like because the American League East is the best division in baseball, hands down. No matter what anyone says, I will I will fight with you tooth and nail on that. I believe they are the best division in baseball. But are you drinking the Kool-Aid with this Baltimore Oriole team, and do they have enough talent-wise to continue this slide, I mean, this ride and make it into the playoffs and possibly win the division? Well, I definitely think they have it talent-wise. I mean, you're talking about, a, a, you know, a great combination of, of mostly young players and mm-hmm. some vets mixed in there. Uh, the addition of Hayes, obviously, is big for them in center field. Uh, you, I mean, but obviously, you love Rushman. You love Gunnar Henderson. You know, even Santander as well, too. And, uh, and O'Hearn, too. O'Hearn's been a key guy for them, too, as well. So, from a talent standpoint, no question. They're going to be right there. Now, look, it's the American League East, so you expect fireworks, right? You expect it to be interesting down the stretch. But uh, for me, uh, <laughs> looking at the American League East, the first thing that comes to mind is your boys. Because it's not often that you have a team that ha- that has an absolute monstrous payroll loaded up big time that is sitting in the cellar yeah. of the division that had that had much bigger expectations, right? And look, we get it. You got to deal through go through injuries in Major League Baseball at times. You got to deal with adversity at times. It's New York. It's the market, and it's one of the more tough, one of the toughest markets to to be a professional athlete in. Yeah, I get all that, but seeing the Yankees in the basement of the American League East to me, that's the story. Uh, yeah, the teams. In, at, at the top of the division, I think are going to kind of you know lobby back and forth, and you can break down uh, a little bit of Tampa Bay Rays if you want, as far as what they bring to the table. But no question, I think the Baltimore Orioles right now, I, I don't think they're going away. I think that they're going to be absolutely buyers, you know, and they're going to be a team that's going to be looking to make some moves um, and tweak things a little bit. But no doubt that I think they're going to be there uh, as they roll into September and early October. And the biggest thing about Baltimore, Chris, look at their away record, 29-17. and 17. Yeah. They're winning on the road. They're doing it where it eight matters. 8-2 in the last 10. 8-2, yep. two, last 10, two-game yep. winning streak. And then you got Tampa on the opposite side of things, right? 3-7 mm-hmm. and seven in their last 10, five-game losing streak, 25-24 and 24 on the road, killing it at home, 35-16, yeah. and 16, not a problem. They can go in there and beat anybody at any given time. But it has to be the road woes, Chris. Mm-hmm. This team has to find a way to win on the road. If they don't win on the road, they're not going to win in the playoffs if they still find a way to hang on and make the playoffs. Now, would you think, and it's safe to say Baltimore, Tampa, I don't think Toronto, but I would probably say Boston creeps in there and those three teams find a way to get it in. Because if you're looking at the wild card, you got Tampa, Toronto, Houston, Boston, right? Yeah. Obviously, that Tampa, Houston can change at any given time because Houston's also trying to fight right there for their division. Yeah. So anything's possible, right? But how do you see it playing out? We're mid, we're past the midway point of the season right now. We've already seen what teams have and what they don't have. 
we know what teams have to do when it comes to making trades right now, right? Mm -hmm. Some teams need pitching. Some teams need hitting. The Yankees can't figure it out on either side because Aaron Judge went down, and for some reason the rest of the team forgot they have to hit too. I think our batting average is the lowest, if not one of the lowest, in all of Major League Baseball. So at the end of the day, who do you think runs away with the wild card? Who do we see finishing? If you had to tell me right now, who would you give me as your top three teams in the wild card in the American League? Baltimore, Tampa Bay, and Houston. Because so you I think, think Toronto because, wins the division? Yeah, I think Toronto wins the division. I think, and I think, why? Uh, I think the Rangers win the division in the in the West. That's well, why that. Houston yeah, is going to be a wild card. So, yeah, I mean, you asked me flat out. Look, here's the deal. I think Baltimore's not going away. Baltimore could Baltimore could very well win the division. Okay. Baltimore could win the division. I think I think Toronto's going to win the division though. Uh, I, I just think that they're when you talk when you talk from a straight talent standpoint. And they, by the way, I picked them at the beginning of the season to win the division, so I'm sticking with it. And they're right there. <laughs> C so, win special. Yeah, C win special. So Blue Jays are going to win the the American League East, and then you'll have those two, they have those wild cards. And Boston might even be a wild card, right? I mean, there's there's a possibility, right? You could get three teams in the American League East that are wild cards. Because the American League Central is garbage, and you're talking about a Twins team, yeah, like it's, yeah, they're gonna bat, yeah, maybe Cleveland, maybe Cleveland and Minnesota battle it out, but you're just gonna, you're still gonna have a winner of that division, and then no the faith other, in your Tigers, no faith at all, no. Chris, absolutely not. Hold on, in this division, no, it, wait, 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 in this year, in this division, you have no faith They've in already, your Tigers. They already have get, can't, uh, got got to the pinnacle of what they can get to. What's already. the pinnacle of what they can get to in your eyes this season so far? The 44 wins that they have? If, if they're, let me tell you something. <laughs> if the Detroit Tigers are less than 10 games under 500, it's a great season. Okay. It really is. Um, because even the top prospects, the guys that are playing right now in the majors, the Spencer Torkelson's right, uh, the, you know, guys like that, uh, aren't pl aren't playing up to par, so you're going to have you know, uh, but the, yeah, I mean they're in the division. It's fool's gold, Jose Valente. It's fool's gold I'm in the division. It. I'm not so, saying I'm betting it. Like I mean, you just look at, <laughs> I mean, look at the record. The records reflect these teams, by the way, in this in this division. Tigers you are know, 44 so, and 52. There's five games out of the exactly. Lead. Which five is games by out. the way, which is to me is is high as far as like. Uh, as far as like the number of wins, they're gonna, they're gonna, I think they're, they're, I think they're on pace to blow away, right? Their win total for the season. I'm not sure I'm what it sure was originally, yeah. But the point being is, you know, this team is somehow. Let me tell you something. The Tigers are somehow three games under 500 on the road. That's remarkable to me. Unbelievable. They're three games under 500. Their their record's worse at home than it is on the road. And this, we're talking about a third place team in the Central, which the you know the the leading team is two games over 500. So. I mean, what do you, what do you want to do? You know, I mean, what are we talking about here? We're talking about a, you know a woefully mediocre teams at the top of the division. You know, with 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 Minnesota and Cleveland. You know, and the Tigers are five. Yeah, yeah, the Tigers are five. You see the five games back for Detroit, <laughs> and you think, it oh, just looks good. You know, yeah, they get. You know, if they go on a run, I mean, they could be right there. I mean, I guess, but I don't see it happening. You know, I, I just, And by the way, I think I picked the White Sox to win this division. <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure I did. And See, win special not four, working on four, that one. There's 16 games under 500, I think, right? Is there and and they're sitting in fourth place in that division. So, yeah, I mean, you look at the wild card right now, and you know you've got Tampa Bay, Toronto, Houston, Boston. 
the top the top four. Um, and Boston's right there, you know. I, I and Boston's another team that was, you know, came just awful out of the gate. Right, was just not good at all coming out in 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 April and May, and so they've kind of righted the ship a little bit. So. Yeah, there, I think there could be you could you could see a solid representation, Jose Volante, of American League East teams when it comes to playoff time in the American League. Once again, Jose Volante, Chris Wynn, live from the Westgate Superbook here in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. You are tuned into the TC Martin Show live on KSHP fourteen hundred AM, one hundred seven point one on the FM dial, and always streaming live worldwide on the tcmartinshow.com. We're going to go ahead and take our first commercial break of the afternoon here, but when we come back from our break, we're going to have John Murray of the Vegas Superbook, the Westgate Superbook here, joining us live to talk a little bit about some gambling, some odds, some bets, and uh, see what the crowd has been betting on when it comes to these futures now, because a lot has changed in the odds since they opened up. So stay tuned, stay right there, don't go anywhere, we'll be right back. Turn your head and cough. Here's the doctor, T.C. Martin. Jose Volante, Chris Wynn, coming to you live from the Westgate Superbook here in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. You are tuned into the T.C. Martin Show live on KSHP Radio. 1400 AM, 107.1 on your FM dial, and always streaming worldwide on the tcmartinshow.com. Chris Wynn, appreciate you for uh, hanging in here with me today, my man, and talking some sports and just keeping me company today, as always, my guy. You always help me out. I help you out. It's just the way the game is, the way the business is. But now we are joined here by John Murray of the Westgate Superbook. John, thank you so much for joining us today and giving us a few moments of your time. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing good. Opening day. I lost him. I lost John. I lost I'm told, uh, he, he, that means he so, must be belly up. He must be belly up somewhere so we, in uh, in some book, right? Or 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 at some. Oh, he's actually there. Okay. So I just heard. I just heard from Nunchuck back in the studio, guys. Sorry, we did lose John. We don't have him on audio. Uh, so we're gonna try to get you back on audio. I do apologize for that. But yeah, Marco. Funny you mentioned that Marco is out of town. He's on vacation right now, enjoying some ponies. If you guys are horse betters, trust me, come down here. The Westgate Superbook TVs sure. all over the place. Amazing atmosphere. Great stuff. Great food and drinks as well. Come out here and check out the spot if you haven't already done so. I'm a horse guy myself. I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I love betting the ponies from time to time. So definitely come and check out this spot out here if you haven't already done so. We're getting the mics here set up for our guy John Murray. Hopefully we'll get to talk to him real quick soon. But Chris, you brought up the open. Yeah, I talked about it at the top of the show, you and uh, that Brian Harmon, by the way, went low today, gentlemen, six under par uh, across the pond there, and so uh, it makes it interesting. Look, Open Championship, it's always about storylines, right? We always like to, you know, the big-time players, and then there's the guys who may not necessarily be household names in the world of golf, but they still have a chance to kind of make their mark, right, and and do something, and that's the case, and right, this is a, this is a, uh, a field, that's made up of a lot of those guys that are looking for their first, let alone not just first major championship, but first tournament win, really, that uh, they've been able to to, uh, to get as far as being a professional. So uh, I'll, there's definitely a lot of interesting storylines across the board. Obviously, Rory McIlroy uh, being back over there and playing well is is a big deal, right? And having the likes of Brooks Kepka and and 
and other big names out, out there that are that are playing well. But, but John, talking about this from a betting standpoint, right, how about the options, right, when it comes to the Open Championship, whether it's, you know, betting a player straight to win the tournament or, uh, or the, you know, the multitude, multiple matchups that you can bet when it comes to, to this Open Championship. It's hard for me to believe that Brian Harmon won't fall back. Mm-hmm. Is not McElroy. See him running away from the field here. I think he's going to come back to the field. He's going to give the other guys a chance to chase him down. Tommy Fleetwood, second. He was one of the, the higher up on the board going into the round, oh, going into the open. Yeah. He was the betting favorite after day one, and we have a lot of liability on Fleetwood. Yeah. And then I saw Jordan Spieth yeah. shortly after him on the leaderboard. So Spieth, I think, is the only guy who's actually won a major. Right. That's anywhere near the top of the leaderboard. So we'll see. It's not the sexiest field. Right. It's not. It may not be as good for business as the U.S. Open was, mm -hmm. given that it's early in the morning and we don't get some of the bigger names. But should be a lot of drama the next two days. Yeah. So speaking of that, as far as like the time, right? <laughs> the, the, this, these live, this live tournaments going on. Are you getting like people out here at, at like two, one, two o'clock in the morning? I uh, I don't know because I'm not here. Yeah, I mean, right. I. Uh, I <laughs> Yeah. I, I get up early with my dog because, you know, i got to walk her before it's 180 degrees outside. Yeah, exactly, right? And yeah. then we're yeah. back inside watching golf. Yeah, there's people There's people that come in here to watch. You know, we're open 24 hours a day. Yeah. Not at the counter, but you can bet on our mobile app 24-7. Yep. Yep. There are people in here watching the British Open. And now the Women's World Cup Yes. is, is yeah. as well. So neither one of them are in a great time zone mm -hmm. for betting. Good time zone, though, for people that wake up So talk a little bit about the handle. What type of handle are you seeing with this event? Because you mentioned it's not the sexiest field, right? But what type of handle do you get from your clientele? Decidedly fourth of the four majors. I mean, it's, well, Masters is, you know, Stratus for all by itself. And then the U.S. Open is next. PGA does well. The British, it'll be the fourth best handle we have in any golf tournament this year. Okay. I'm sorry, the Open <laughs> right. But, uh, it, it won't even come close to the bigger ones. And I think a lot of it is the leaderboard, but mostly it's the time zone. It's just, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's nice in the mornings because the, the guys are, the leaders will be playing like probably 8, 9, 10 a.m. on Sunday. So that'll be good. But the rest of the tournament won't be great for the viewership. And what type of advice would you give to a handicapper that doesn't necessarily bet golf, right? But they want to find a way to find some value in that. Well, I think the best thing you can do, no matter what you're betting on, doesn't matter if it's golf or anything else, you've got to have a few different accounts. Make sure one of them is here at the Superbook in Nevada. But <laughs> you need to have a few different accounts. you got to shop around and get the best deal. No one is good enough to say, this is where I bet, I'm going to win here. you got to be many mm -hmm. different places. Get the best price you can. That'll put you in a good position. And don't overreact too much to what you saw the day before. And I mean, maybe famous last words, but I, it's just hard for me to believe Brian Harmon is going to run away from this field. I don't know that he has the experience level to do that. I think somebody's going to be able to catch him. Any uh, thoughts or ideas that uh, there could be, you know, a, a long... Is there... Are you getting action on some of these long shots, right? Guys who are not expected to be really in the mix, but could maybe catch lightning in a bottle, right, when it comes to this tournament and maybe pull something off. We do. We, we always get, like I mentioned, Tommy Fleetwood, uh -huh. the guy that we have a lot of life. <laughs> yep. They always bet Xander Shoffley. Yeah. Uh, they always bet Ricky Fowler. Yes. He never won a major, but mm -hmm. he was in the final pairing. The last time the Open was here in 2014. Mm -hmm. it, it's, people don't like to bet as much on Sheffield or Rom. 
roaring goalkeeper. Yeah. Such low odds. Right. They want to get a nice payout. They want to root for the guys they like. Fowler is always one of those guys. Yeah. We always get hit on Fowler. The day he wins a major, probably isn't going to be too good for us. If he ever does. Speaking of teams expected to win, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the Las Vegas Aces, right? Uh, talking about the best team in the WNBA. Uh, betting on betting, betting when it comes to the NBA is always funny because I, I got to believe there's people rolling in here looking to take shots as far as, oh, yeah, maybe this is the night that the Aces lose. Uh, obviously, I'd expect that, you know, you probably do have uh, some action given that we have a hometown team here in Vegas that is so successful. It's really good. But, uh, I mean, it, what, what is the handle like when it comes to the WNBA here at the Westgate? Well, you know, I, I, can't, I can't recall in my career a team in any sport that was this big of a favorite to win it all this early in the year. Right. You know, we've got the Aces at minus 350 title yeah. to win the whole championship, minus 350. Uh, and we just had the All-Star break like a week ago. Yeah. I've never seen anything like that. So there's a lot of money on the Aces. Every time they play, they lay the first half. They don't lay the game as much. Mm-hmm. The expectation is that by the fourth quarter, all the starters are going to be out. Mm-hmm. So what we're seeing now is a lot of people laying the Aces' first half, and there's a lot of money on them to win the title. Yeah. So, you know, WNBA is never going to compare to NBA in betting interest, but we're getting a lot more this year, and it's because of the Aces. I do have a question for you. How do your props bet work? How do you guys go about doing that? Because the prop market has gotten so much bigger now, and that's pretty much in every sport. And the one thing that I've noticed doing all the things that I do on gambling Twitter all the time and reading and seeing all the stuff that people have out, majority of the people that are out now that are handicappers are no longer betting sides, totals, halves. They're going for props. They're betting who's going to score a certain amount of points, team totals, things of that nature. Do you see a lot of that here? We do, and you know we're we're also open in seven other states. Uh, we're open in New Jersey, Colorado, Arizona, Tennessee, Iowa, Maryland, and Ohio. And there we get we have tons of prop offerings, even more than we have in Nevada. Okay. Very popular with the sharp guys. Why is that? Because the the lines in the NBA or the NFL are pretty good. It's hard to find edges in those numbers, but you can find edges in the prop markets. That's getting more and more popular. Uh, I don't like it when we do NBA player props. I think it's a nightmare. I think it's a waste of time because, <laughs> you know, our, our team, we, we put up all these props for the NBA. I'm talking about NBA regular season. Yeah. And we put up all these props. Everything's done. And, uh, yeah, James Harden doesn't feel like playing today, guys. <laughs> so now we got to close all the James Harden props, and now all the wise guys are hammering the Embiid over, the Maxi over, the Tobias Harris over. Now we're in a bad position because now all that usage that we thought Harden was going to get is gone. The regular season NBA is is just the worst sport to book, and it's even worse uh, with the with the player props. The worst. John These guys Mur- don't play. No, I got you, John Murray of the Westgate Superbook, joining us live here on the TC Martin Show. Um, I'm freaking this. Talking about the handle, I spaced out. I was, I was going to ask you something about the handle over here and what you got going on, but. You got the golf tournament going on. Mm-hmm. You have baseball props. You have futures. You have all that stuff going on right now. Talk a little bit about the baseball futures and what type of handle you're getting now that we're at the midway point of the season. Uh, got some pretty big liability on a few of the divisions. Okay. You know, we don't want to see Baltimore win the AL East. Okay. <laughs> uh, we're just talking would, about Baltimore, that be, yeah. Uh, that'd be bad for us. We don't want to see Texas win the AL West. And, you know, Texas was a team going into the All-Star break. They were finally struggling a little bit. But they've, they've found their, themselves after the All-Star break. They're playing great again. Bruce Bochy is an incredible manager. Uh, a little nervous about that. You know, we didn't think they could jump over 
remember Seattle was a playoff team last year. Houston won the World Series. The Angels came in with a lot of hype. Did not think Texas could jump this high this fast. Uh, and we, we want the Dodgers to win the National League West. That's how we book it every year. Mm-hmm. We keep a certain price on the Dodgers, let them bet all the other teams, and we assume the Dodgers will take care of business for us, which they did not do a couple years ago. The Giants won the division, I think, in 2021. But we certainly are rooting for the Dodgers. Um, those divisions have us a little nervous, though, because Baltimore's in first place. They're well ahead of schedule. And I mentioned we, we run a sports book in Maryland, Superbook Maryland, where there's a lot of money on the Orioles. Uh, so we're we're at that point in the year where it's time to get nervous about a few of these division futures. So safe to say that Baltimore is one of your biggest liabilities? Oh, they definitely are. And uh, they're a team just way ahead of schedule in our book. You know, I think the best player the best player out of that whole group is not even in the majors yet. I'm talking about Jackson Holiday. And, and they really don't have much starting pitching yet. So for them to be where they are right now is very impressive. Of course, the Yankees have had a terrible season. Uh, Tampa Bay is playing poorly the last month or so. Uh, I never would have believed that Baltimore this early on in their transformation would be winning a division. So do you think that Baltimore has enough? I talked to Chris Wynn about it earlier. Do you think they have enough to sustain this? And forget the whole best team in the AL, but do you think they have enough to stay strong and win the AL East? Well, the best thing Baltimore has going for right now is, you know, they've got an absolutely loaded farm system. So how aggressive do they want to be at the trade deadline? I think if they go out and make some moves, yeah, I don't see why not because Tampa Bay looks vulnerable and the Yankees, at this point, you got to think they're not going to make the playoffs. So, I gotta ask. I gotta ask. Are people betting on American League Central teams to win the World Series, Mr. John Murray? Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't. I don't recall. Maybe. Maybe Minnesota. Really? Maybe Minnesota. But no, I can't recall. <laughs> I mean, I have to look. I don't recall having any big liability out of the AL Central teams. Mm-hmm. Now they certainly bet the division. Yeah. But as far as betting on one of those teams to win it all. Uh, outside of Minnesota, I don't really recall much of that. Yeah. You know, Cle- Cleveland as a team won the division last year. They did win a playoff series last year. Young team. I think they had the youngest team in the major leagues last year. Yeah. So there was a little bit more expectation of them this season than maybe they've under underperformed a little. I got to believe, though, and you're talking and switching over to the National League, right, in that division, in the National League Central, I got to believe that you probably had some liability when it came to the Milwaukee Brewers, right, a team like that. Where there's people there's people out there that had expectations that they could possibly be a threat come postseason. We we really uh, in, that, in that in that league going into the season they kept yeah. betting St. Louis. Right. I mean we we actually uh, at the start of the regular season, if you can believe it, St. Louis was minus money to win the National League Central because mm-hmm. they just kept betting on the Cardinals. I looked at their team. I thought I thought this is a great mix of veteran players like Arenado and Goldschmidt, young studs like Gorman and Jordan Walker. I thought it made sense, and I think St. Louis has edged ahead of Pittsburgh right now for fourth place out of five, but they're, they're having a terrible season. Milwaukee looks like, the, I think Milwaukee's going to pull away from Cincinnati yeah. and win the division, but we'll see. We're, no, no real liabilities there outside of Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh has fallen back to earth, and uh, we should be okay. And talking about the National League West, right, a division in which there was expectations for certain. 
right, when it came to teams oh, like the San Diego Padres, right? Sure. I mean, i got to believe that Westgate and you, you, along with all the other books in Vegas, are probably sitting pretty with, with people out there who probably had the Padres winning the whole thing, you know? Well, count me among them. I thought uh, with the Xander Bogart signing, a mm-hmm. full season for Juan Soto, mm-hmm. and Fernando Tatis coming back after playing zero games last season, why wouldn't they be great this year? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, it doesn't make sense to me. I think they're 0-9 in extra innings games. Their bullpen has really let them down. I mean, maybe they need a change at manager from Bob. I don't know. But they're, that team, I thought on paper, they looked at, like maybe the best team in baseball. Maybe them 1-B with Atlanta being 1-A. And I've been shocked by how bad they've been. I mean, how could you not be? I want to know, what type of action are you getting in the National League West? That division is up and down. Giants are yeah. still hanging in there. Diamondbacks taking a back seat now after pretty much being on top of the division early in the season. Dodgers seem like they're turning it around and starting to win games at the right time. What type of action have you gotten to win that part of the division? Are you getting anything there right now? We definitely do. San Francisco is the big liability. Okay. So San Francisco, they're pretty much always a liability for us. Okay. I think maybe because they won those three World Series in the last 15 years or so, they're just always a popular team at the betting window in the futures. We don't want to see the Giants win the National League West. Okay. You mentioned San Diego. You're right. They're a team a lot of people bet before the season. We want the Dodgers. We want the Dodgers to win that division, and I, I expect them to. I, I think those other teams will falter. But the Giants, we talked about Baltimore. They're a team, too. They've got a lot of players in the minors. Do they make a move at the deadline? Do they go out and make a big trade at the, tra- at the deadline? Maybe they get a piece that can get them into the division race. So I think they're a team to watch. They've got a good minor league system as well. Are the Tampa Bay Rays a team going back to the American League East that you're still getting a lot of action on, that the crowd is still pretty much favoring, even though they're starting to drift back a little bit? I don't, not really. You know, the, the betting public is very fickle. And Tampa has not been playing well the last, what would you say, a month or so? Give or take, yeah. Three to four weeks. And, no, the, the betting public, they'll abandon you in two seconds. <laughs> and <laughs> they're, like, at the beginning of the year, everybody's betting against Oakland every day. Yeah. They're betting against Oakland on the run line every day. Oakland started to win a few ball games and cover some run lines, so they all jumped off of that ship yeah. and started fading Kansas City every day. Kansas City arguably worse than Oakland. So that, that's how quickly they'll move on. If they, if they lose the money, if, the, if a team loses the money for the public a few times in a row, that's it. Let's go to somebody else. John Murray of the Westgate Superbook joining us live here on the T.C. Martin Show from Las Vegas. You mentioned Del Mar opening day. I'm from the West Coast. I grew up in L.A., so I used to go to Hollywood Park before they tore it down when I was a kid. Santa Anita, used to all that. Again, I don't know all the ins and outs of horse racing, but I know that West Coast, West Coast, Horse racing, at least in the books, dominates a lot. You get a lot of people that come out, the handle, the paramutra handle ends up being big. How has that been for you guys today so far? Well, let's say this. I don't know anything about horse racing either. I, <laughs> I, let me, I'll make sure you guys know that. I just love going to Del Mar. Okay. I just want to be at – I'm going to be there in two weeks. With I just want to be the there turf, baby. drinking a beer, losing bets, <laughs> looking at the scenery, not being in 115-degree heat. Yeah. Del Mar is the best. I, I can't wait to get out there. Del Mar and Saratoga – which is running concurrently right now in New York, they're the two best tracks for us. And they're something that can help us bridge the gap okay. a little bit to football season. Okay. Because you know right now, guys, we're in the slowest time of our year. Yeah, horrible. But Saratoga in the mornings, Del Mar in the evenings, it'll help us bridge the gap a little bit until we get to football. College football is only about a month away. and It's great for business. And we definitely encourage everyone to come down there. I think we've got the best race book in the city. Yep. 
And if you're betting on paramutual races on Fridays during Del Mar, we'll give you free beers, $2 hot dogs. I think it's the best place to watch uh, horse racing in Las Vegas. John, you mentioned it. Speaking of the slow time of the season, right? We were here, here last week at uh, TC, and the guys were here last week. Um, so NBA Summer League, right? Uh, finished up on Monday with the championship game with Cleveland beating Houston there. Uh, Got to believe that there, there's a lot of action when it comes to the NBA Summer League when it's in town here for the 10, what, 10 days, I believe, 7, 7 through the 17th. And uh, you just have that unique experience, right, where the Summer League is here in town. And, yes, you have that opportunity with teams like the UNLV Running Rebels, both basketball and football. You have it with the Golden Knights where guys can be sitting at the arena, right, and be on the Westgate app, or you know, and and bet these games, and you're sitting there and have the opportunity to watch it live. And I gotta believe that's gonna, gonna be a big draw, right, for the NBA Summer League. Summer League's great for us. Yeah, it, it, it comes around in the the softest part of our calendar. Yeah, uh, it's if if the Summer League was going on in September, <laughs> nobody would notice it. Mm -hmm. But because it happens in July, after the obviously after the NBA Finals, after hockey's over, there's nothing. It's even during the All Star break. Mm -hmm which is even better. Then there's literally nothing going on. Yeah. Summer League's great, and it's another thing that will help us bridge this gap, keep us afloat until we can get football going again. Yeah, and I'm sure it sure probably it probably feeds into your action as far as preseason for the NBA, right? You mm -hmm. probably have people coming in town that are, that are watching NBA Summer League, and they're like, hey, time to put down a wager on my, you know, ex-favorite team, whatever it is, yeah, that, uh, that could win an NBA championship. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I think so. I mean, I'll yeah. tell you guys, we've... We maybe I'll be I'll be the one uh, looks like a fool at the end of the year, but we had some laughs at how many people bet the Spurs yeah. to win the title this this last couple of weeks. I don't think that's going to happen this season, but I know that the kid's going to be a great player, and maybe uh, Webb and Yama will be a champion one day. But mm -hmm. they're betting the Spurs right now, which I think is a little premature, but we'll see. Yeah. John Moore joining us from the Westgate Superbook here. We are live. It's Jose Volante, Chris Wynn on the TC Martin Show here on KSHP. Weekend starting up, John, right? Uh, you know, the plethora of sports across the board. Uh, so... Out of out of everything that's going on, everything that's going on, what's going to be the folk? What's going to be what's going to, probably going to be taking precedent? What's going to be the thing that uh, that people are going to be paying the most attention to this weekend? You know, outside of baseball, baseball is number one, but UFC is a huge sport for us these days. You know, the the UFC is our fastest growing sport in terms of betting handle. We have an event tomorrow that's in London, which is actually kind of good for business because it's a little bit earlier in the day. It'll be we'll have that on the screens here tomorrow morning taking a lot of money on the event already and fighting is another thing the following weekend we get a pay-per-view event in salt lake city and we get the errol spence jr terrence crawford fight at t-mobile and that weekend fighting will be our priority next saturday is gonna be a huge fight day for us i expect to handle a lot of money on those two events tomorrow though baseball will be king followed by the ufc and the horse racing John, before we let you go, I do want to ask you about something because it is big and it's in the world of sports right now. Leo Messi making his long-awaited debut sure. with Enter Miami CF there in the MLS in the League's Cup against Cruz Azul, which is another low-end team on the Mexican La Liga side. Now, what type of handle are you seeing with that? Has anyone been coming out since yeah. the news broke? Yeah, they bet. Uh, so we did an odds boost in our other states. We boosted Messi from minus 110 to plus 110 to score a goal. Oh, wow. And I told these guys, I want you to be careful with this. Okay. Because <laughs> if there is a penalty kick, ah. they're going to give Messi Easy. 
the penalty kick. Yeah. So be careful. Don't go <laughs> wild with this thing. Uh, I'm, I love, I'm a huge soccer fan. Okay, love I it. Would, I would love it if the MLS became more popular. Right now it's our number four league in okay. terms of betting handle. English Premier League is in a, they're in a class all by itself. Oh, yeah. Champions League, Mexican League, uh, Liga Mexico, and then MLS. I'd love to see the MLS move up. So do you think that this move and this signing with Messi take away the revenue and the fans and everything we're going to get in the States? Is it going to help the betting handle, do you think, on the MLS side? I, I do believe that it will, especially if Inter-Miami becomes a top team. Gotcha. Then people are going to want to see, they're going to want to watch these guys. I heard my guy, Luis Suarez, has been linked to going. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big fan of his because I'm a big Liverpool fan. Okay. Suarez, maybe he goes there. Maybe they become a dy- dynasty of the MLS. Having great champion teams is good for business. Having a Goliath is good for business because people want to see if they can get knocked off. Yeah. Uh, I think it'd be great if that happened. I hope it does. So real quick, since you're a soccer guy, Messi's already said, I'm not coming back for another World Cup no matter what. He's in the MLS for two and a half years. Let's say he does everything and just murders the MLS, right? Trophies and all. And he's sitting there pretty, wins a Copa America right before the World Cup. Does he go for one more? Well, the World Cup is uh, is where in three years? United States. I know that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think he would. Really? I okay. think he would. Because here's, here's one of the main reasons why. He obviously knows a million times more about this than me. But Argentina has this great generation of young players. Yeah. Why would he not want to run it back with all these studs? that Arge- Argentina, why did he finally break through and win a World Cup? He finally had some help. Yeah. Because his generation wasn't the greatest no not at all but this generation is if he's still playing close to the level he's at right now i don't see why not i don't see why argentina couldn't win a second consecutive world cup and if they did i mean i already consider him the best player ever but if he won a second consecutive world cup then the conversation is just over and there's, there's nothing left to talk about and i can't believe that he would pass that up see i don't know you were that much of a soccer guy so i definitely got to talk with you a lot oh, more love, in, in, in it, your man. future for sure i can't wait i can't wait for the premier league okay because we talk about sports i like to watch in the mornings number one is the english premier league my son's godfather is a big liverpool fan because oh. of luis suarez oh, so man. we've had those three four in the morning wake-ups oh, yeah. to watch games so i totally get it, and i agree with you 100 percent. in my opinion english premier league is king that is the league that you want to go play and bet on for sure if you're going to do that. But Jose Volonte, Chris Wynn here live from the Westgate Superbook. You got anything else for John before we let him go, Chris? Yeah, getting fired off the weekend. Cool, cool. So, John, what else can we get from you before we let you go today, my man? Sign up for the Super Contest. We're taking the entries right now. It's a $1,000 buy-in. You're picking five NFL games a week. And we got 11 in-season contests. So you sign up. You're entered into 12 contests. Three six-week contests, six three-week contests, two nine-week contests, and then the big contest for the overall winner. And get down here to watch Del Mar. Every Friday night, free draft beer, $2 hot dogs during Del Mar. It's the best. It's the best The best time of year for a horse racing fan. There we go. John Murray, Westgate Superbook. Greatly appreciate you and your time. We'll be talking to you again soon. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Hour number one in the books. Nice meeting.